guys. Hello. Hello. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We need to sing a song. That's true. That's true. That's our thing now. I I didn't tell you that. I I created a Spotify playlist with all the songs. (laughs) Yeah, but it's... but i'm still trying to figure it out it's bad because i don't remember half of the songs that we sung so it's just like the most recent ones oh okay but when it's like complete i'm gonna totally tell you guys where it is um i'm trying to think of a song that we could sing that could be like related to this but there's no song that i can think of i can't think on a spot um yeah guys sorry let me lower don't cry for me argentina don't cry for me, Argentina. Didn't like people from Argentina that hate that movie? I hated I it, and movie. I'm not even from Argentina. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, guys. What? So, Wait. as you might have noticed from my amazing singing skills, mm-hmm. this this week's episode covers a crime from Argentina. Wow. Once again, whoop, whoop, yeah, breaching into other countries that are not Brazil because we're not that selfish, or maybe we exactly. are and we're just pretending we're not, so you guys will like us and think we're cool. All right, this is a true crime podcast about Latin American true crime, so we might as well do it out of most of the. We haven't done a f- of all the countries yet, but we are repeating countries that we have done already and neglecting other countries. Yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah, we're following our flow here. Following our flow. Was that <laughs> yeah, accent? and uh, <laughs> if you are from a Latin American country or you like just are interested in the history of a Latin American country mm-hmm. and you think we should cover a crime that happened there, then by all means, let us know. We're not yeah. going to do Jim Jones because that doesn't count, even though it happened in Latin America. <laughs> It does not count. There's many that like don't count. That is just. Anyways. Yeah. If you want to hear about Jim Jones, go listen to the last podcast on the left. See? Yeah. See? Free promo you for go. you guys. Now promote my, my podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine that? Like, oh my God. I think oh, I would literally die. I'd be like. I'm dead <gasps> just thinking about it. I would. Li- I, li- I don't even want to think about it. I'm having anxiety. <laughs> Okay, um, what's your name again? I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, no. <laughs> My name is Daphne. What's your name? My name is Jennifer because... Oh, hello. True story. I get called Jennifer at work all the time. And Sabrina, um, Bethany, <laughs> Daphne. Bethany? Yeah. Tiffany How? Sometimes. How do they get Bethany? Uh, I mean, I guess I it rhymes know. with Stephanie, right? Yeah, I guess, like, customers, when they speak to me, I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Stephanie. Like, what's going on? They're like, okay, Bethany. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> but the worst has been when people call me, and it has happened twice already. So I think there must be something wrong mm-hmm. with people. But when I say Stephanie, they'll say, oh, hello, Crystal. What? <laughs> <laughs> crystal like okay i get daphne bethany um i get um what's another one tiffany but i do not get crystal i don't get jennifer um and i only get sabrina if you know my last name which Mm -hmm. the customers typically don't know my last name so why would they be calling me sabrina in the first place yeah yeah. I mean, Matt has something like that, that he says his name. And for some reason, sometimes people understand instead of Matt, they understand Ben. 
What? So, yeah, like yeah, it, like what this is has wrong with people's brains. Like, like what? Yeah, Ben. He says Matt, and they go, "Okay, Ben," and I'm like, "What?" I mean, if they could just, see me, then yeah. But I like I interact <laughs> with customers on the phone. Well, when I worked <laughs> yeah. like seeing customers, the Jennifer thing happened all the time. So I'm, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I must look like a Jennifer." I don't know if that's mm-hmm. good or not. But like now that you can't see me, why are you associating names with me? Yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, guys, this, this is, is not, not name your baby name pod- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> names weekly. So, what are we talking about today? So, today, we are talking about a tragic um, crime, which Mm -hmm. I'm going to call a murder, although it hasn't been proven to be a murder. I'm just going to go ahead and call it a murder, and if you don't like it, Mm -hmm. well, you can suck my dick. Um, So, (laughs) we're talking about the death of Luciano Arruga. Uh, I am going to apologize ahead of time if i'm not speaking perfect castellano because i i suck at this um and yeah so luciano aruga was a 16 year old teenager who went missing on january 31st 2009 after being stopped by police in buenos aires argentina his body wouldn't be found until five years after his disappearance and his case would be presented by human rights organizations in the country as an example of an enforced disappearance um, so an enforced disappearance from what I read, it's basically what it sounds like. It's like, it's not when a person goes missing, it's when they're forced to go missing. Um, and although police evidence points towards Luciano's death occurring after a car accident, his family and human rights organizations lean towards a, a hypothesis of police violence in their quest for justice for him. So yeah. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> heavy one, mm-hmm. and very relevant. Just, just thinking about the stuff that's happening here and in Brazil and everywhere across the world. And I just wanted to say that uh, although the some of the crimes that we are covering do show a bad side of police, not every police officer yeah. is a bastard. Like we know that there's bad apples in a basket, but not of them not all of them mm-hmm. are bad apples so we don't want to yeah. come across as police hating people because that's totally yeah, well at least not, not who i am and i bet it's not who carol is too because both yeah. of us have police officers in our families right do you not that i'm aware oh never mind <laughs> not carol but i do have police officers in my family i have and the I military know in my family and that's a whole nother thing yeah and you <laughs> know that like you know the military does things that you don't approve but yeah, they're still human, you know. Uh, yeah. Of course, there's people who are intentionally evil, but there's people that are in the military or in the police, uh, mm-hmm. trying to make a difference. They just can't because they're just exactly. a little fish in a giant pond. So exactly, and you know, as far as it's our position that you know all, all cops, not all cops are bad, kind of thing. I still think it's important to talk about the ones that are bad. Mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's not just because they're cops that we're gonna like you know let it pass or like you know but yeah they're just trying to do their best kind of thing you know i still think it's important to you know how do you say like not this year <laughs> bring to light it's important to like um oh praise no praise yeah praise the good ones and also 
you know, shit on the bad ones. Yeah. That's my official position. This very, very vague statement. Anyways, so Luciano Nahuel Aruga was born. Is that how you say Luciano Nahuel Aruga? I'm guessing. I can't, I can't do the R thing. Aruga. Aruga. Like, Aruga. like Silvio right. Santos. Just, Ma- have, just think about Silvio Santos. He always <laughs> says the R's like that. <laughs> yeah, old people Ratinho. do that in Portuguese. Yeah, I know. That's so true. It's always yeah. the old people. I had never thought about that. Yeah. that Every way, Brazilian says the R's a different way. It's kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any consistency. <laughs> Aruga. Yeah, because in All Spanish, right. the R's are... Not like Portuguese. Yeah, that's the main difference, okay. guys. If you want to know the difference between Portuguese and Spanish, Spanish is Portuguese. Yeah, but that's real. Sao Paulo is more like a R, like a pirate. R. Oh, that's me and it's you. Yeah, like a dog. No, but I mean, like a I don't have dog. this. Yeah, I don't have that heavy Sao Paulo accent. You know, the people from Sao Paulo say that they don't have accents, but we do. So you definitely don't have the accent from Malhação. Yeah. Malhação is a, a freaking novela, and every person <laughs> in that talks like this. <laughs> Mas por que? Por que você Mas faz por isso? Mano? Por que? Oh, que I fucking hate isso, it. It's it's probably the number one accent in Brazil that I hate. The Malhação yeah. accent. Okay, let's go back to the case. Anyways, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Just too. Oh, so Luciano Nahuel Arruga was born on February 29, 1992, in Lomas del Mirador, Buenos Aires, Argentina. He came from humble beginnings and lived with his mom, Monica Alegre, and his sister, Vanessa Orieta, at the time of his disappearance. Prior to his disappearance, at around 10, no, at around 11 in the morning of September 22, 2008, Luciano was illegally detained by the Buenos Aires police. They accused him of stealing cell phones with no factual evidence that it had actually happened, according to the notes on a later judicial case regarding to the arrest. So he is picked up based on racial profiling, big news, and the yeah the arresting officers believed that he was from either Peru or Bolivia. Did I say Bolivia? Bolivia. No. Bolivia. So the officers couldn't conduct a background check on him because they believed he was from those places even though he wasn't they kept him at a police attachment unit according to the google according to google that's a military unit that can be uh, detached from a larger unit of a specific function or a permanent unit smaller than a battalion he was kept there for hours despite the place not being suited for a formal arrest yeah, and not only that, but like it wasn't a place where you could arrest minors either. So, yeah. Lucien was brutally tortured for over 10 hours. According to his mom and his sister, they heard they the officers heard him beg to be released no, because the it's officers his mom and the sister. They they're oh, the really? ones who heard it. Yeah. Cuz they went over there. They were there? Yeah, they went over there to like see what was going on Jesus and like get Christ. him out. <gasps> According to his mom and sister, they heard Lucien the back to be released because the officers were beating him to a pulp. He was released once his mom came to the station with a birth certificate as he didn't have a national ID on him. Guys, always use your doc always carry your documents with him. Mm-hmm. With you please not him. But Especially you, if yeah. you're a brown person in Argentina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
so at which time they accused Officer Diego Torales of hitting him with two when while two other officers held him. There's also testimony that the police officers were heard asking each other what should they do with the boy. And once he was arrested and tried to accuse Torales and other officers of hitting him, they threatened him right there and say Negrito. So Negrito, a little black, like like the N word, I think. Like yeah, I feel like that's. I feel like they they say Negrito as like a way to belittle people. So I'm yeah. guessing it's the N word, but we're not allowed to say the N word. So I didn't want to translate it. Yeah. But anyways, so said N word. Shut your mouth because we're coming to get you soon. We're coming to get you soon. It's also rumored that the officers were trying to force Luciano to steal from people on their behalf. Yes. So it sounds like because you know they were accusing him of uh, stealing cell phones, and. It sounds like something I'm very familiar with because <laughs> I did just tell you that I have police officers in my mm. family. I thought so you were going to say you stole, stole cell phones. No, no, not me. <laughs> so I've heard of police officers who, uh, in Brazil, which I believe would be a similar story in Argentina, but that uh, they collect, quote unquote, stolen goods like laptops and cell phones and then they sell for profit. So yeah. I'm guessing that they were trying to force him to sell to steal cell phones and stuff so that they could sell it and make a profit mm-hmm. off of it. Doesn't sound too off, but you know, no evidence of that, but still. Yeah. You know. So um fast forward a few months on January thirtieth, two thousand nine. Luciano left his house at around 9 p.m. and he went to the square to meet up with some of his friends. Um, around 12.30 a.m. on the 31st, he split He split up from the group. This would be the last time that he would be seen alive. Witnesses state that he was last seen alive with a patrolman from the Lomas del Mirador detachment, which is not good. Um, and also, I forgot to add this, but um, his mom and his sister say that after he was arrested and, like, tortured for 10 hours, he mm-hmm. was super scared of leaving the house. And, like, he hardly ever, ever hung out with his friends. This was, like, mm-hmm. one one of the few times he actually went out and hung out with his friends, mm. which is super sad. Yeah. So... At around 5 a.m. of that same morning, his family started looking for him as he hadn't returned home. His mom started searching for him on the streets of the Barrio 12 de Octubre, where they lived uh, without any luck. Following mm-hmm. that, they went back to the police detachment unit at Lomas del Mirador, where he had been arrested previously. Um, they said that they hadn't seen him or whatever, and that's when the family formally declared him a missing person. They went to other police stations in the area and several hospitals looking for Luciano, including this hospital called Santo Jani. So that's mm-hmm. important for later. I'll keep that in mind. Yes. So at around 3.21 a.m. on the 31st, a boy was run over at the intersection of Avenida General Paz and Emilio Castro in the Mataderos Barrio. Mm-hmm. According to the driver who hit him, the boy crossed the street running, and it looked like he was trying to escape someone who was never identified. Because, you know, the guy was too busy, like, trying to help him because he just hit him over, so he couldn't yeah. look for whoever was chasing him. The witnesses watched as the accident happened and called 911. 
federal police and EMT showed up at the scene, and the boy, guess who he was, mm. was sent to the Santo Honey Hospital. Mm. The family went to that very same hospital on the night of the accident, asking if there was anyone that had been admitted to the ER who looked even remotely like him. They were told that there was only a man who had been run over, but that he was between 25 and 30 years old. They weren't allowed to see said man, so they moved on to the next hospital. Luciano would undergo surgery at Santo Honey, where he was admitted as a destitute because he didn't have any ID on him. Oh, man. And he passed away at 5.30 a.m. on February 1st, a little over 24 hours after the accident. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, I have a story about this whole thing, but I'm gonna leave it to the end because I don't yeah. want to interrupt the case. Yeah. <laughs> so Luciano's body stayed at the hospital morgue for about a whole day before being moved to the judicial morgue, where on February 3rd, an autopsy was performed on his body. His body would remain un- unidentified at said morgue for three months, despite the fact that the family had reached out to said morgue, that and they stated that there was no body of a teenager there. Can I ask one thing? Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen pictures of Luciano, but does he look like a teenager or does he look... Like- he looks like a teenager. Like, if I saw him, like, oh if I was uh, bartending, he would have gotten carded. He didn't look mm-hmm. old. Like, most of his pictures, he actually looks like a boy, not even like a full-on teenager. So, yeah. Can you smell that? Yes. <laughs> smell the bullshit. Oof. Fishy, yes. Okay. So, because of the accident, the driver who hit him was prosecuted, but the charges were later dropped. On May 2009, Luciano was buried as a destitute at the La Chacarita Cemetery. April of 2014, fast forward, the non-profit human rights organization Centro de Estudios Legales and Socialis, so the C-E-L-S, sells and Luciano's family presented a habeas corpus, which was accepted by the Federal Appeals Court in July. So based on measures ordered by federal judge Pablo Salas, all this would kickstart uh, a broader search, which would compare fingerprints collected on Luciano in 2008 against the automated fingerprint identification system database of the Ministry, Ministry, Ministry of Security. A match was found for the destitute body registered back in February of 2009, and it was identified as positively Luciano. The body was exhumed, and DNA provided, and DNA proved that it was definitely Luciano, and he had been buried at the Chacarita Cemetery, like we said before, on the same year, same year of the disappearance. Yeah. Though Luciano's official cause of death was attributed to the car accident, his family kept on seeking justice for the crimes that were committed against him prior to his death. Following Luciano's disappearance, members of his family were targets of several threats. These included an attempt to set his mo- his mother's house on fire in 2011. His sister his sister's car was successfully set on fire in the beginning of June 2015, which she saw as a clear intimidation tactic. His younger brother was threatened by police officers in 2012 who would follow him around in an unmarked vehicle. All of this was in an effort to make them give up on their case against police because they were looking for justice. Mm-hmm. 
in July of 2009, it was determined, backtracking a little bit, <laughs> it was determined <laughs> that the record books of the arrests made at the detachment unit were altered. The detachment was officially closed in December of 2011. This was mainly because of the pressure of his family. Mm -hmm. And the place was taken over by his family, who transformed it into a cultural space and memorial, as many mm. believe this was the place where he was last seen. In August 2012, the family met with the governor of Buenos Aires, of the Buenos Aires province, Danielle, Danielle, Danielle <laughs> Cioli, at which point Luciano's sister requested that the police officers involved in his arrest be fired and that the governor take some action regarding the case. In 2013, the officers who were suspects in uh, Luciano's disappearance were removed from their posts, but none of them was formally persecuted. Also, in January 2013, Judge Gustavo Banco accepted the request to change the case status from a missing persons case, remember this was before they found the body, mm -hmm. um, to an enforced disappearance and the case was moved to the federal court. During that same month, they arrested Officer Julio Diego Torales, who had been pointed by Luciano as the person who tortured him during his illegal arrest. <sighs> So, October 15th, 2015, Diego Torales Diego was sentenced to 10 years in prison for torturing Luciano months before his disappearance. He was, anonymous, he was unanimously found guilty for aggravated physical torture, which happened at the kitchen of the detachment, which we previously mentioned. The prosecution's original complaint requested that Torales be sentenced to 16 years, and the defense requested an acquittal, of course. Because... <laughs> Yeah, well, I know. Nah, no, I'm not. Mm. Jesus Christ. This so is, during the sentencing... What? This part is a little gross. See if people want to skip like the next five mm -hmm. seconds. <laughs> so during the sentencing, it was determined that um, Torales also psychologically abused the teen. There was also evidence that he forced him to eat a sandwich full spit. <laughs> Why are you making me read this? <laughs> like, oh... And they told him to stay calm. Ordered. I love how I read like whole accounts of like sexual abuse and it, it, all the worst stuff. And the I'm spit here. sandwiches would break oh. you. Guys, I'm so sorry I'm like this. Hang on, let me breathe for a little bit. Oh, so I had a fucking sandwich and they told him to stay calm or they take him to another police station where, where there will be people who would rape him. Yep. So not only are they beating this kid up and like trying to force him into a life of crime, but they're also like terrorizing him. Like if anyone ever like asked me to eat a sandwich full of spit, I first of all, I'd rather die. Um, and second of all, like threatening him that they were going to take him to a different police station so people could rape him. Like what the fuck is wrong with these people? So, the details of what exactly happened to Luciano are still unknown. Several protests have happened in the 10 years since his appearance, calling for justice, not only on his case, but also several other cases of people who died at the hands of the police. Since 1983, 2,826 people have died in Argentina at the hands of trigger-happy cops inside prisons or juvenile facilities. Half of these people were young, poor males under 25 years of age. Yeah. This is 
fucking complicated, man. Yeah. And um, recently, the case turned 10 years old. And mm-hmm. there was a protest for it. Um, if you guys look up Luciano Aruga um, on YouTube, you'll see his sister and his mom. They're still protesting mm-hmm. and still seeking justice. Because, yeah, this guy was sentenced to 10 years, but he deserves more than 10 yeah, years. Whatever. Because God knows what happens, what happened to this poor boy in those yeah. three hours that he was tortured. And, you know. And all over nothing, like all because he's a brown kid and he's poor, all because he didn't want to become a criminal for the cops. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's so really nice to see like the mom and the sister being really involved, you know, because this is what keeps these cases like going, you know what I mean? Like, it's There's, nice that they're involved, yeah. but it sucks that like it's our life now. Yeah, and yeah, um, if you sucks, watch but, you the know. video of the protest, like the one for the ten year anniversary, mm-hmm. you see like tons of people that have like shirts with their loved ones, like the picture of their loved oh. ones, because they all like died mysteriously at mm-hmm. the hands of the police. So, like, it's not just him. It's, like, so many people. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that, like, no one's doing shit. Yeah. Because I feel like... Yeah. Probably they feel like... Oh, fuck. Hold on. My legs. Mm-hmm. I feel like probably they feel like, oh, okay. Well, we arrested this one guy. So, whatever. You know? Yeah. it's It doesn't really matter. You know? They get desensitized that this is actually a person. And it's not intrinsically a, cr- a criminal. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think it was the um, last Argentinian case that we covered, Odiel, that it it taught. I mean, we talked a little about the Buenos Aires police being known for um, being very violent and, you know, cases not being solved, especially, you know, regarding them kind of thing. Yeah. And to think that that was like in the 80s, right, when Odiel happened. This is now. Yeah. Yeah, this whole case, it seems to me like it's happening, like, I, th- I think the only cases I could compare to in my head is, like, dictatorship Brazil. You know, that they take someone to, like, a, you know, station or something, arrest them for no reason, beat them for days, and then they kill them. They're like, yeah, it's, it's nobody knows who this body is. Yeah. You know, where it's, it's uh, tons of institutions, like, covering up for the police and that's just unbelievable yeah and like i said that i was gonna make this about myself (laughs) somehow so here's me making this about myself not making this about myself but just um hold on (coughs) i'm getting sick again sorry um Mm -hmm. just i was just compare as i was reading about this case it brought back memories i had a loved one who went missing at the time that that happened um my fa- well, not that we are rich now, but my mom had literally just moved here, um, and we didn't have money, really. And um, you could see it on the eyes of the cops, like, how little they gave a fuck about our loved one. And um, yeah. I remember that the cops weren't really doing anything, so my dad packed up my sisters and I and my aunt 
in our car and we would just like drive around town all night just like asking people hey did you see this person did you see that person and i'm not going to go into too much detail about it because i know my mom listens to this and she'll be upset Mm -hmm. but like it's just so like gross how poor people don't matter you know what i mean it's just disgusting like it's a life like okay this boy might not mean anything to you but he has a family he yeah. has a mom. He has someone who loves him. He has people who care about him. And I don't know. It's just, uh, I just hate that. Like, I hate mm-hmm. that in a lot of, well, let's be fair. Probably all the countries in the world, poor people are meaningless. Like, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that grosses me out a lot. I'm sorry, I'm going to sneeze. Jesus Christ. Hang on. The sneeze won't come bless you i thought i sneezed like a mouse but someone won the (laughs) mouse sneeze competition (laughs) so anyways something that grosses me out is the thought that there's actual crimes happening and there's actual things to like you know be policing about but the police just feels like on the top of the priority list is just stop this random brown kid just because he looks peruvian yeah I'm sorry, what? No, honestly, like, that is just gross. Like, I get if there's a situation, you know, but it's just nothing, you know? Nothing, and... uh, I don't know, it makes me very upset. Yeah, like... uh, Like, it's just... It's so unfair. Like, I wish the world wasn't wasn't like this, but unfortunately... The world is, like, a fucked up place. And I don't know. Like, I see so many people, like, this is unrelated, but at the same time related. Mm-hmm. Just because we have time in the episode. We finished the case. <laughs> so I see so, so many people it. in um, true crime podcast groups uh, when they ask, oh, if you could solve one unsolved crime. And it's always, like these rich people Dominic Ramsey Mara Murray and I'm like yeah and I'm like not that not that is less you know important we're not saying that but it's like there's <sighs> it makes me think of the backlog with the rape kits like because yeah. it's all like people no one cares about and all of these people never got any justice and like people think it's unfair but no one's doing anything to change it like not that i'm doing it like oh look at me the social justice warrior not that i'm doing (laughs) anything but at the same time it's like i'm just sitting here like you guys can't see me but i'm just (laughs) flipping my shit but um yeah I mean, at least we're doing a little more than the regular person because we're not just commenting about it on Facebook. We're actually talking about it yeah, in microphones. Like, no, totally. But it's a like, little more, but like, you know. It's so, oh, so unfair. And there's so many like missing people out there. At least like, at least Luciano's family was able to, you know, bury him. At least my family was able to... Mm-hmm. You know, when we found the person, they were already deceased. But, like, I can't imagine what it's like not knowing, you know? Like, just yeah, forever. Like, like, uh, 
it's so painful like they say that losing someone is painful but the not knowing i think it's even worse mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. yeah that was my my deep talk deep talk yeah. tuesday <laughs> i mean i never really been through a situation like that so i can't really say but like what i imagine is that really not knowing might be worse you know because yeah. you don't have the closure you know you're like 100 percent all the time looking for it and you don't know you know like yeah and like yeah with luciano obviously they don't know the details of the death which in a way i think it's even good because like they could have put him through so much shit that like i don't think as a sister i would want to know but um at least they have like they know that okay if i go to this cemetery this is where he's gonna be now Mm -hmm. there's people that have had children or loved ones missing forever and they're just gonna keep looking forever which is so sad yeah yeah anyway carol say something anyway i don't have anything to say i mean the thing about doing a true crime podcast it bums you out yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's. I mean, I don't want to be unfair and say that there is, all cases bum me out equally, but there's some things that just kind of like hit the spot. You know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't weird. know. We're we're doing a few episodes tonight, and I feel like guys, by the end of the night, we're gonna want to die. Guess for. You guys don't know about it soon, but we're doing like four episodes back to back. Because Carol decided she needs to go on vacation. I was going to make it a surprise for them when they see the 20 minute long Instagram story that I'm going to post. I didn't say where are you going. I just said you're going on vacation. Yeah, but she where could am I going? going? Like, think she about, could be going know. to New Anyways. Hampshire for vacation, yeah. although I don't think... You would like it there very much. I'm going to <laughs> Jupiter, Florida. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, but that's going to be yeah, good because so, you know what? I'm going to try every weekend that Kara's on vacation, guys. I'm going to study my butt off for the LSAT because I am so mad. I've been studying for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I took <laughs> yesterday. I was literally studying from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Because I couldn't study anymore because I have, like, a head cold. I've had a head cold since um, Mm -hmm. New Year's Eve. So I couldn't, like, I couldn't even read anymore. That's how bad it was. So, and I took a a diagnostics again. And I'm at the same fucking point where I started. And I'm so mad. So, Carol, in your honor, I'm going to study. Okay, because I'm not here to bother you anymore. So, like... No! It's because you're going to be having fun. (laughs) So, this this is, like... A oh, half and oh. a half podcast. One of us oh. has to have fun. The other one needs mm-hmm. to be miserable. So mm-hmm. like it's you're my having all the miserable. misery and I'm having all the fun. I can yeah. totally sign up for that. And then that's when I fine. go on vacation in the summer, you're gonna be miserable and I'm gonna oh. be having fun. That's okay. how we do it. Sounds sounds great for me. It's you know, we just We're like yeah, yin definitely. and yang. Yin and yang. Is that how you say that? The black and the white thing? I don't know. <laughs> yin yang um, I suck at this guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're like duas metades de uma laranja you guys let me just tell you one thing mm-hmm. carol so mm. carol knows about this so growing up 
in the 90s, Carol and I grew up listening to this sibling duo called (gasps) Sanji Jr. Sanji Jr. Yes. And they, uh, they split up, I think they split up like 12 years ago. I think it was, I don't know, I almost said how old I was. You guys don't get to know my age. (laughs) But, um, I was in middle school. Um, and they split up and they're coming back for a reunion tour, right? 30 Mm -hmm. year tour. Guess what? My best friend tried to get tickets Uh, for the concert for us. When she went on the website, uh there were 400,000 people in front of her. And she literally told me that she went on the website 10 minutes after the sale started. Jesus Christ. So she couldn't get tickets. There's not enough seats. Yeah. Yeah, guys, they're really big. And yeah. it was like, it's a band. Sanjay Jr., it's like, there are kids of people that were already famous, mm-hmm. right? And then the two kids become a little band themselves. Yeah, and they, when they're it's, six. It's huge, 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 huge. And like, they're kids dancing, singing, awesome, and whole. It was like, how many years are they? Oh, it was I, like, they started fucking, in 1989 and mm-hmm. they stopped in 2007, I want to say. Yeah, so that's I think a it was two thousand seven. So it was like eighteen, nineteen years yeah. they were active. Yeah. So, they're yeah they're reuniting. I mean, they are brothers and sisters, so it's not like they like broke up. They yeah. just stopped. But they yeah, have like separate yeah. careers, so mm-hmm. it's it's like, and I so wanted to go to the concert because it's so nostalgic for me. Yeah. But like, she was like. She took a screenshot. She was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> she took a screenshot of it. She was like, I cannot believe that there's already 400,000 people in front of me. Yeah. And, and like, no, I know a lot of people that try to get it. I don't know anyone that actually got it. Yeah. Tickets. No, she said that they're, uh, people are selling the tickets on like StubHub or whatever the Brazilian mm-hmm. equivalent to that is. And it's like triple the, pli- the price. Of course. Yeah. So she was like, I'm not going to go to the concert because. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, paying triple of what's already expensive, you know? Yeah. And let me just say it. All right. I feel like Sanjay Jr. had one effect when they were like 15. But is it going to be the same Sanjay Jr. now when they're like, you know, in their, how old are they? Like 30s, almost yeah. 40s, probably? Yeah. They're, you know what pretty... I mean? Like, yeah. is it. <sighs> I don't know. So Sanjay right? is my sister's age. Which should I tell you guys, my sister? I'm not gonna do that to my sister. No. She's over thirty, uh-huh. <laughs> and Junior is thirty six or almost thirty six. So, yeah. Oh my god! But like, I so want all of the bands that I liked in Brazil to come back. Like <laughs> my favorite Brazilian band. Okay, this is this mm. has become the Brazilian music corner. Oh, if you guys line up a little bit, <laughs> if you guys don't want to listen to this. You guys could just. Turn it off. The case is over. I'm just going to talk about my life. Um, my favorite Brazilian band. One of my favorite. It's called mm-hmm. Fofa. Do you know them? Sounds very familiar. You probably know them. Especially because they're from Sao Paulo. They used to tour there all the time. But they ended the band when I moved here. And I <laughs> never saw them. Because my mom didn't let me do shit when I was... Mm. You listen to this, mom. You know it's true. She didn't let me go to concerts or anything because she was like, oh, it's dangerous. Oh, my God. There's going to be too many people. I'm like, yes, that's the point of a concert. That's the point to be crowded and everybody's having fun. So if they came back, 
I would like, I would literally book my ticket to Brazil the next day. I'd be like, yes, I am going. Yeah. I think so. when I choose a Sunday Junior song, did you notice? I mean, I didn't tell you. Sometimes I just do things on a podcast and I don't even like tell stuff. But I started like putting song suggestions on the show notes. I did not because I don't read the show notes. <laughs> she doesn't I'm listen sorry. To the I, I listen on Spotify <laughs> and oh, then okay. it's like read more. I'm like, no, I'm just going to play. <laughs> Whatever. No, yeah, but like, yeah, I'm gonna no put Saji Jr. and the song that you sung in the beginning of the episode that I f- already forgot. As the you should put um. um okay. Sorry. I don't know what song. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a thorough investigation. But oh my god, when I was in kindergarten, mm. my teacher used to play Sunday Jr. all the time. And I had a crush on this kid in my class. And I think uh-huh. my teacher found out about it. Because she started playing that song, Meu Primeiro Amor. Like, very often. And I was like, you don't oh fool God. me. What song? You're- it's like ringing in my head. I can't remember it. Oh, okay. It's like a really stupid song. But, like, I was so mad. Because I was like, I'm on to you, teacher. I don't want him to know that I like him. Like, so embarrassing. <gasps> oh. I don't think I was ever, like, really into any Brazilian bands. I mean, I had, like, bands I liked. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I was, I don't know, being into a band that was not from, like, Brazil was just so much more interesting for me. Yeah. You know? And and then I was, and then, like, I don't know if you guys know that, but bands barely ever go to Brazil. When they yep. do, everybody goes, and it's, like, crazy. And Anyways. people camp. Yeah, people camp for, like, days. There's, like, this video. It's hilarious. It's, like, uh, people interviewing people that have been camped that had lost their jobs to go to an Ariana Grande concert. Have you ever seen it? I've seen a similar video. The reporter is, like, would you rather have your job or a ticket to the show? And then they're, like, yeah, tickets to see Ariana Grande. And it's, like, a grown man. So that's pretty funny. But, like. I always thought that when I moved to the U.S., I would go to every concert. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be every weekend. And then you didn't My go anywhere. My bands are going to be there. <laughs> Me. Do you know how many concerts I've been to since I moved here? How many? Zero. Zero. None. What? That's yeah. crazy. See? Yeah. I never planned on moving here. My plan was to move to London <laughs> and marry Dougie from McFly. That oh. was my plan. Um... But I I wouldn't say that I like a ton of Brazilian artists, uh, but I definitely like Fofan. I like mm-hmm. Fresno. Love Fresno because I was super emo. And yeah. um, I liked this band uh, named Angra mm-hmm. and the singer Andre Matos. It's like a really, really famous like heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. And obviously, because yeah. <laughs> I'm from Belo Horizonte, I liked Sepultura. Uh, but... <laughs> Other than that, like, I never, like, was mm-hmm. super into Brazilian music. Yeah. And once I found out I was moving here, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to every metal concert ever. And then my mom wouldn't drive me anywhere. And she, mm. I, I wasn't allowed to drive until I could mm-hmm. buy my own car. So I didn't go to a lot of concerts. And now that I have a car and a job, I don't have friends to go to concerts with me. <laughs> and I refuse to go by myself. Yeah. So. Well, you guys know that my favorite band ever is like coming out with a new album later this year, and they are touring. 
they haven't announced any show days in the US and I am about to kill myself. Honestly, if they don't come, Steph, if they don't come, I'm like done. Because they are like the only band I look forward to. Go- They're like the ugh, keen, the thing keen is, you guys. But ugh, ugh, I the can't. The thing is, I my favorite band, Def Leppard, comes here all the time. And like the thing is, whenever I go to a concert, I have to pay for someone to go with me. Mm. And now that my sister has kids, well, has a kid. She already had a kid in Brazil, but she has a kid in America. Um, she can't come with me. And none of my Go friends are going to put up with that. I've been to a concert by myself and it was not good. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was It was just awkward because people just stare. Like, like I don't like, I don't mm. like being, I don't like people looking at me. Um, mm. So that's why I don't go to like Starbucks and sit there by myself because people will stare. Um, oh, I do that. I have some like great stickers on my computer and i do that so people stare at me so yeah i don't like that because i have like political shit on my computer and i'm like don't look at me like oh my god like yeah so (laughs) i can't go to my favorite band's concert because no one Mm. will come with me and carol refuses to move to boston we can talk about it off air (laughs) (laughs) okay well let's end this episode no just one thing what sucks about bands too is that they never come to orlando we have a good stadium we have a good places that you can like you know put a concert on but they just they either just don't come to florida at all you know they just completely curb that and i understand because i feel like unless they always go to florida huh i feel like bands always go to florida well not the bands i want to go to concerts okay 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 yeah i mean a few bands like they do come and I just look at like the ads of the concert, and I'm like, "Huh, I could go to that," and I just end up like not going. <laughs> but I mean, I want to go to concerts more, but like, I don't know, just I'm too lazy to leave my house most of the time. So yeah, maybe we should end this. If I had friends, I would go. You guys, do you want to be my friends and go to Def Leppard concerts with me? Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's end this. Yeah, you probably we could hope- get some listeners to go. To- um, I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> i'm a little i'm a little skeptical of internet people these days Um, (laughs) let's not even go there (laughs) yeah i mean i think we should definitely promote the first suspiria meetup and you meet only steph not me at the Def leopard concert yes i will be the person screaming yeah although i will not be very close to the stage because i've experienced Def leopard concerts halfway to the stage closer to the stage and mm-hmm. far away from the stage and it was just as good far away so why would i spend yeah. 300 dollars to be close to the stage i don't like to be that close to the stage but i still like to be like you know halfway like the first, yeah halfway well see i saw iron maiden wear, which was like, like halfway there but not really like closer halfway yeah, so I saw Iron Maiden, which was like my childhood dream to see Iron Maiden live. Saw them uh 2017, and I was like halfway to the stage, and I was like, hmm, I could be all the way back there, and I would still be having fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So guys, what are your favorite bands now that... <laughs> I'm kidding, let's end this. Okay. Yeah, no shout outs this week. Because no shout outs way too few people and i'm ashamed so i'm just gonna let it to let it like build up a little bit can we Instead, shame the people out. who didn't like 
stuff so we could shout them out. Can we have like an opposite of a sh- shout out? A yeah. shame out? A shout in. And shout just in. scream internally because nobody ever interacts with us. Instead, yes. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shout out everyone from this one place. Okay, I'm just going to random because we have the access to people that listen to us again. So I'm just going to randomize, you know, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm just going to choose one place that our listeners come from. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so congratulations, Sweden. This yes, is your boyfriend. Show. <laughs> Sweden still listens to us, you guys. You thought? I'm telling you, please come take me away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's probably the first inside joke that we ever had on this, right? Listen, Sweden, I know you find me <laughs> sexy. Otherwise, you would not be listening to this anymore. <laughs> Watch it be a girl and she'll private message me and be like, <laughs> can you stop making me feel uncomfortable? I'm sorry, but if you're a girl, do you have brothers that are also from Sweden or cousins or even better, an uncle in his 40s has a house, <laughs> a Tesla, and he is a trust fund baby. Thank you. And he has uh, Tom Hiddleston's face. Yes. Yeah, that's imperative. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. The things I would do to touch Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> <laughs> I would let people clogging. smell my armpits for an hour oh, no. and smell Don't my crotch. Just like no. me, Tom Hiddleston. <sighs> okay, guys. I think this is it. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. I hope you guys have a good end of the world. See you later, alligator. Bye. Yes. Bye. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Suspiria, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information, please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Suspiria Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note, none of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at SuspiriaPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao! Suspiria.